Hi guys, this is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Welcome to the Nebraska Hour. I'm Timmy Nebraska. Yes, you are. My good friend McGee is here. Yes, he is. As usual. Um, well, you know, our brackets didn't go so well. Well, I had Kansas in the Final Four. <laughs> you know, yeah, we at least had some good insight, though. You know, um, my bracket, Kentucky losing really kind of busted me up. Um, oh, yeah, Tennessee. Once Tennessee was out, there was no point in going forward for me. Kentucky lost to St. Peter's. I can't believe that. I also lost a ton of money that first weekend. And, like, literally blew a lot of my bankroll, ruined NBA playoffs for me, you know, ruined golf season for me. And I just have to remember next year, um, I don't like gambling on college basketball, and there's no reason to not do it all year and then figure I can just hop right in and come March Madness. Uh, no. I just this would is, like for you to remind me next year that I don't need to gamble on college basketball ever. You know, we had yeah, I had some good ones though. Miami was a I, I rode Miami for a couple games. That was my biggest my biggest one. Uh, this is my worst March for as far as college basketball uh, uh, tournament um, financially I've had in probably seven years. And I didn't it wasn't bad, but I mean I've been averaging a a pretty good number. Over the last few, the last six, seven years, um, and this was this was not the greatest. That's for I sure. I did horribly this year. Um, I didn't like just really blow it. I guess uh, I had some ups and downs, but I didn't like tank or nothing. Uh, I mean, I just you know when I I, I was open and honest uh, about the fact that I'd only watched two games all year prior to the tournament. You know, like I don't really I, I just it was stupid of me to just like hop in. I think I'm on your same page though, man, because uh you know like watching the NBA and watching college basketball is just the biggest difference of talent wise in the world. Um, yeah. all these like little tip balls around the basket and in college basketball, everybody misses layups all the time. They're still learning the game, dude. It's just, man, it's just, it's just, it's so hard to bet on because of that kind of stuff. And I think that all I'm the best 18 year olds and 19 year olds have already left. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I think I should just keep with the NBA as well. I'm, I'm better off that way, honestly. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we say that now, but next, next March, we're going to be like, <laughs> let's go Coppin State. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to not bet on it, but I need to like make sure that I, um, like I allocate um, smaller bets and and they'll you know, do a better job of, of uh, mitigating losses. You know. Me too. Um, but professional segue into the NBA. Yeah, let's talk about the NBA. We both have a, a, a handful that we did on the podcast. A handful of over unders for win totals in the NBA, and the season's about over. 
The season's literally ends on Monday. So there's only a couple games left for some of these teams. So I figured we would go through all those bets we made on the podcast and see how close we are or how, we, how well we did. All right. Did you uh, want to start on the, in the East or the West? Let's start with the East. Okay. So in the East, we had over 43 on the Chicago Bulls. Got it. Got that it. One's a, that one's a, already a winner. That's a W. I like it. Um, also in the East, we had over 43 for the New York Knicks. That's that a one's double. a buck. That's, that's a buck. That did not happen. The Kimball Walker project did not go well. No, and we just didn't see a continuation of um, of Randall from last year. Well, I was more thinking that you would see uh, Emmanuel quickly get better. You would see – I mean, there's a couple other pieces I thought would, would also improve that didn't really work out. Well, and I also didn't expect Randall to, to degress. Yeah, he uh, yeah he didn't have a great year. Well, he didn't have a bad year either, though, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, also in the East, we have over 22-and-a-half on the Orlando Magic. Right now they have – 21 wins, and they have played one last night, correct? Yeah, so they have two games left. We need both wins to win. You need to win out on that one, okay? Man, some of these they are they're right down to the wire in a lot of these, actually. A lot of these that's going to be tough for the Orlando Magic. We need to win both of these games. They have uh, they have today off. Let's see, Thursday they play um, they play at Charlotte. That's a tough one, and then they play the Heat, and then they play the Heat. And that's a tough one, always because the Heat are the Heat, you know. The Heat might not need that game, though. They might, yeah, but the problem there is the Heat are so deep because they had injuries and everybody got minutes that even if they go with the B squad, everybody's a seasoned vet this year, you know. Yeah, the B, the magic, magic starters might not be the B squad for the Heat, you know. Then that's kind of a rough, rough game there. That's a legitimate point. That's gonna be a tough, that's a tough win. Yeah, we're probably uh, that's going to be a tough one. We uh, maybe we hedge and bet on the Heat on uh, on Sunday. That's not um, a bad idea, actually. The problem is, is the spread will be minus. You know what I mean? Like it, we'll have a shitty fucking number, but whatever. Um, next, the Toronto Raptors under thirty six and a half. That's an L. Yeah, yikes! Got blown away in that one. Yep. Washington Wizards over thirty three and a half. Winner. Nice. So right now we've won two, lost two, and we have one that looks like it's going to be an L. That's the East. Um, uh, did you have any others in the East? I didn't. I had the Celtics over whatever forty-four. I think it was. They, so I got that one already too. That's good. All right, let's go to the West. Um, the Western Conference. The Western Conference. I've got the New Orleans Pelicans under 39 and a half wins. The New Orleans Pelicans under 39 and a half. Right now, they are at. Um, 35. So that's a W. Well, you got a W on that one for sure. That's a W. Man, you kind of really kind of lucked out with the Zion being hurt all year. I knew, I knew he team. was going to be out all year, man. I never had faith in him coming back. He had surgery in like I don't think he's going to be. 
He just had surgery too late in the offseason to have any yeah. big impact on the regular season, I felt. I don't think he's going to be a big impact the rest of his career, really. I don't think that, he's the guy. I just don't bad. think he's going to do it. He's going to be Greg Oden 2.0. I'll tell you what, that rookie year, man, or that uh, sophomore year, whatever, that, that year, second year in the league last year, when he was playing that point center, that shit was so much fun. It was legitimate appointment television. So I man, hope you're wrong. Man, Greg Oden had a really good first season, too. Yeah, you look good at first. All right, let's keep it moving. I have under 44 and a half on the Los Angeles Clippers. They have 39 right now. That's a W. They don't have enough to That's nice. That's a good one. And then I have over 48 on the Denver Nuggets. Man, that's a big number. That was foolish. Yeah. Um, but I can get a push. They went out, and you can still get that. And if I just get the one, I push. So that's nice. I, I know you have it at forty eight and a half, but you have a you have a better number. So you have even even. Yeah, even money is nice. Um, so, but I mean, they can still win the last two. You know, they dropped a couple games in the middle of the season to like Oklahoma City, and that that cost them the win total. I mean, that I mean that's really what what cost us. Yeah, the Nuggets played down to the competition quite a bit. They also have been playing with – I mean, think about how much money they have tied up with, on injured players, man. Oh, for sure. It's, it's spectacular how well they've done. It's amazing. But they play down to competition. They also play up to competition. Yeah, um, that's been their rap for, you know, the last couple of years, to be honest. For, yeah, for several years, yes. So. Um, did you, you have any other Western ones? I don't have any other Western ones. Do you? What are your other Western ones? Uh, I have the Timberwolves over 39 and a half. And I've won that weeks ago. Nice. 45 and 35 right now. So we've done very well on this whole thing. Um, Next I'm, year, I'm I want really to go zero. Man, I want to go much bigger. What's that? Next year when we do these, I want to bet way bigger. Oh, yeah, um, and we just need to make sure that we do the same scouting stuff for the team as we did this last year so we this know what's going on. two years in a row that we've done well on these. And, and, you know, to be honest, the last two years I've done well and ended in the positive in the NFL on these win totals, over-under win totals. I feel like I have a much better winning percentage when I'm looking at the entire season as opposed to individual games. And I think that um, – I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna step up my unit size next year in both in both sports. Uh, I really like the NFL's over under win totals as well. It's nice to go through this the schedule and kind of look and see what you think of wins and losses. Yeah, and we go, we do, do it all right, and we do it all summer on the podcast anyway. Where Neil and I do each division, so it gives me a chance to look at you know four teams this week, four teams next week, and really break it down. You know, I was undefeated on the win total of the NFL, and partially because of listening to you and Neil. Thank you, appreciate that. Um, I had the under. Oh, and Brian. shout out, shout out to fucking to Brian, man. Our our new social media intern, Brian, has um. Did, literally filled out his brackets. The only the only research he did was listening to us, and he had Kansas in the finals. To nice. He had Kansas to win it all. He was positioned to take uh I don't know a couple hundred dollars in fourth place or third place or something in this big bracket, and he made the wise decision to bet UNC plus the points and doubled his winnings. Double. Doubled his winnings, man. Hell yeah, that's so cool, man. 
So that's kind of the cool thing about doing the bracket thing anyway is that there's some insight at least to matchups a little bit, even if our brackets suck. At least there's some there's some benefit to the people that listen uh, that hopefully they do better than me. Yeah, well, yeah. they take my insight and say, all right, well, this guy knows this and this, but he's an idiot on these other things. Right. And we're, we're engaging in a dialogue. We're discussing it, and we're just, and the people that are listening are gleaning information and making them, adding their own insights and, you know, engaging in that discussion too, in that dialogue too. And ultimately, um, they're going to make their own decisions. But the fact that, uh, like, just like you listening partially, you know, you listening to me and Neil partially helping you when you went and did your, you know, over-unders for NFL, it's the same conversation. You know, he he listened to what we were doing and, and thought about it and considered what we said and considered his own thoughts and made a bunch of money. And that's the whole goal here is for all of us, especially because I'm in a bad spot right now, but all of us uh, to make bread, you know. Uh, Hell yeah, so, man. You don't want to get paid. So let's go Cam Smith. Uh, <laughs> let's go Cam Smith this weekend at the Masters. And let's go fucking, you know, Nuggets. Win these last two so we get those. You know, I would love to see the Magic somehow pull that one off, but I think that's less, that less likely. I mean, you might get a couple. You might get – I mean, hopefully the Magic went out and the Nuggets went out, you know. That would be great. Then, that would be great. Then we will lose, what, two of the – uh, eight or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Eight, ultimately, man. ultimately, we did very well, and I, um, I'm going to invest more next year. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Um, um, so let's so talk about the NBA playoffs. Now the playoffs are, are we're we're slowly getting an idea of who might play who in the first round. I think the play-in tournaments will be interesting, at least in the East, because the there's it's possible the Nets are in seventh or eighth place. So. They could threaten that, man. They can threaten the top, the top teams. Like I, you know, I, they're not that deep. I don't know if they could beat the Heat or the, I, but I think they could beat so, the Celtics. I have a question for you. Yeah. So, do you think the Nets had this whole plan to not have to be a lower seed because then they would be on the road more often, where Kyrie could play more often originally? I think that was a happy coincidence. You think so? I mean, I don't think they were scared of being a lower seed because of that reason. Man, but I don't think it was intentional. There's a lot of games I've watched the, the Nets play in this year, and there's a lot of games where it just didn't seem like they felt like playing basketball that day. They also weren't always ha- healthy, weren't always having all their stars. Like, the whole Harden I mean, thing just, was uh, – Just in general, just, like, close out on th- just the effort. It, sure. it looks like they were on a, on a back-to-back road games – on nights they're at home quite a bit this year. They they, they kind of they tank some games it seems like. Huh. Well, and I'm maybe. not but it looked like they just had poor effort and maybe that's just a, a coaching thing or so. I'm not really sure what the reasoning is. You know. I will say that Kyrie looked better when he was only playing one game a week. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's for obvious reasons, though, right? It just makes me think that we should every season should be 52 games and not 82. Um. The NBA season is a little long. I mean, that, they'll never, you know, they'll never sacrifice 30 games each team. I mean, it's too many paychecks. But the point is, uh, it's it's maybe they should have 16 spots on the rosters. You know, maybe they should have 17 spots on the rosters. Um, because it seems yeah. like, you know, the guys that there's are. A lot of teams that, there's a lot of teams that have the 12 guys that they only play eight of them. That's you true. know? That's true. So that goes both ways a little bit. 
Um, I think that adding the rushers probably isn't a bad thing just because of injuries and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they'll add a roster spot. I think they're they're more likely to add two teams. Uh, I agree with that as well. And I would love that. I would love that. It would be great to have the Sonics, the Super Sonics back. Yeah, I mean we we've talked about be this cool. before. It's probably Seattle and Las Vegas, and then you move yeah, Memphis make- to the East, and you're done. If you want to add four more teams, you include Mexico City, put them in the West, and Montreal, and put them in the East, and you know and expand you the international reach. You have Omaha. The Omaha, Omaha could be the Oracles after Warren Buffett. The Omaha <laughs> Oracles. He could own the team. He could. He could. It'd be pretty spectacular. They'd fill the stadium up every night. Yeah. Nebraska has some has a love for local stuff, and if you put Omaha on it, then they'll fill the stadium. Yes, but I don't think that the NBA is going to choose Omaha over Montreal. Um, I agree with that. Montreal probably is the next bit. Makes sense. I would think. I mean, you have one team in Toronto. Add a team in Montreal. It gives them a natural rival. It gives a second team in Canada. But it, you know, they're both in the keep them both in the East. And then you have the Mexico City team for the West, and you're and you're you're slowly expanding the international reach. So, so uh, who do you think is the making the run for the finals here? I mean, the Nets obviously are a threat to everybody. Yeah, um, I think because the Nets could take out the Celtics, you know, or the Heat or somebody. I, I don't know. I think what's going to happen is the Bucks are going to end up with a pretty easy run, where their hardest. I think the Bucks, their hardest challenge will be Philly. I think Philly is vastly overrated, also. I think Philly's overrated too. I think the Bucks are going to get there again, and it's weird because I didn't feel that until like the end of the regular season. Man, Giannis has been just crushing people lately. He is just at the top of his game right now. That's what they want. Yeah, and Wilkins playing like a star. Man, yeah. they're healthy. They look really good lately, and they're all like in sync with one another because for the most part, they have the same nucleus from last year. And they're all just kind of humming. It's just like it's just rolling right now, you know. Everything's doing. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, and I just think that's going to be hard to stop, right? I I agree with that as well. I think that a real threat, as far as a betting long shot to win the title, the Grizzlies are really good, man. Well, and we were with, talking with about the that, East. We were talking about the East. You know what I mean? I, don't, have, I mean, just about a run. I what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, just about. Uh, 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 long shot run. Um, yeah. The East, obviously, Milwaukee. Um, I, the think West, I think they're not going right. to do much. I think you're right that the Grizzlies have a chance. The Suns are the same way as the Bucks, though. Man, they are just rolling. They just are smooth. Yeah. Again, there's consistency in their roster. They they're they're just humming. Um, they have a lot of the same people from last year, and so everybody's in sync. I love that. That's just the same thing about how I feel about the Bucks. But they're they're the the Grizzlies are too young to realize they're not supposed to be crushing. So uh, another weird thing. So let's say Jamal Murray comes back, which is kind of on the table at the moment. There's talks about this, and uh, how easy will he come into the to the to the rotation and just make it? Better for the Nuggets, or will, I mean, will it be? A hit? I th- I think you use him as the sixth man. I don't think you start him. 
I think that that's the best idea as well. I, I like your, your your style there. Um, well, you want to limit his minutes, and you want to use them as an injection of offense. You know, uh, you know when oh it's a close game, let's put Jamal Murray out there and see if we can't get a, a quick a quick nine points in two minutes. You know, and and use them in spurts and stuff, and not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, I don't know about that injury. Like maybe coming off that injury, it's better to keep it warm and keep him moving as opposed to starting and stopping activity. So sometimes with certain Certain injuries, you know what I mean, or certain recovery plans, you there's different approaches. I just think it'd be really nice to see Jamal Murray and Bones Highland on the same on the same squad again. Like that's electric. It's an electric uh, second team. Mm-hmm. Massive amounts of scoring. It's like having having the the spark plug six man like uh, like Lou Williams and uh, Jamal Crawford and stuff for years and years. Yeah. Um, I get it, and I ideally you're right, but that's if he's a hundred and if he like can stand spurts like that, you know. Or maybe you have to keep him on a on a on a on a exercise bike in between those spurts or something to keep him moving. I don't know. I, I'm just saying I don't know about the medical side of it, but it, in an ideal situation, like I would use him as a six man and use him in as an offensive. Uh, uh, I agree, I agree with that too. I, I like the six man idea a lot. Um, I, that's what I would do if I was if I was the head coach. Right, with or without Murray, I think the Nuggets could disrupt some things and knock somebody out that nobody's expecting them to knock out. But I don't necessarily think they can go all the way through and win at all. Um, um, you know who I really think could could make a run and would be the shocker for everybody. And the Timberwolves are really, really good. And the T-Wolves could make a run for the finals. It would be a shocking thing because nobody sees them, nobody saw them coming. Yeah. It would but be great. Anthony Edwards is the truth, man. He is you, – you saw him play in Miami, right? Yeah, he was incredible. Wow, he is the truth. It would be great to see um, a Minnesota versus Milwaukee – uh, finals because the two cities are pretty close to each other. That would be kind of crazy. Minneapolis and Milwaukee cool. aren't far. You know what I mean? They're neighbors for the most part, and it's it's just like way up in the middle of the north northern middle of the country. Like just going at it for the finals. That would be wild. That would be a wild. That would two be cities. wild. So ideally, what the what the Grizzlies or what the Timberwolves what I would what I would want to have them happen for them to have a run here is for them to play the Warriors in the first round. Yeah. Because there's no big man for the Warriors and Cats is going to destroy. Yeah. Cats really having a year. He's really realizing how good he is. Finally. I mean, he had his first two years were really good. And then he had a couple down years. And I think that getting Wiggins and some of those guys off the squad made him feel better. And I was way off when the fixed the Timberwolves uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. About how I won the trade, D'Angelo Russell. I was wrong about that. They were homies. I was loud about that. that yeah, you were very loud about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was wrong, man, because he looks great together. Him and Anthony Edwards and Cat together look fantastic right now. Cat seems like a guy who needs to be surrounded by his crew. Uh, it keeps his mental health up or something. He he just doesn't get down on himself. Exactly. It's nothing like that. Cat's amazing, though, man. I, I just – I can see them making a run for real. 
and it would be a shocker. I think they're – I mean, I still think they're a year away. They're like a part away, a player away, but they're going to go get that player this offseason. Like they're going to be really nasty next year. And I know that's not where the conversation we're having today, but um, I look forward to having that conversation during the offseason when Man, we start doing those. They're using a really good role player away because they have the three stars. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. They're, they're, they're really like – they're, they're, it's a weird thing to say this, but they're like a – and it's not they're like a Lopez brother away. Or they're like a they're or, like a Rob, Robert Covington or yes, something. They're just like a, a Robert Covington away. They're, guy just a, one guy away. Duncan Robinson yeah. couldn't be like what tips them over. I mean it's they're oh, man, that would be a great just a block a knockdown shooter. Right? They're literally that close, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's crazy. They might make a run though as a seven seed right now. Um and they could really do some damage. You know who I'm not worried about? Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Um, so, weird have you stat been seeing all these stats about how, like, Donovan Mitchell refuses to pass the ball to Gobert and how, like... Two times a game to Gobert. Two times? <laughs> That's insanity. So, like, so Joker, Joker averages 73 passes a game. 73 passes a game. He receives 62 passes a game. Uh, man... You can't have your pick and roll guy only getting the ball from you two times a game. That's insanity. It's so crazy. Yeah, he's really bad. Man, uh, Mitchell is gone next year. He's leaving for sure. Yeah, he is. He's done with the Jazz, dude. He's gonna he be is a Nick, up. huh? Ah, oh, man. That may be. Maybe, man. Maybe. He's a New York guy, man. Yeah, maybe that. That's a good fit for him, I guess. They need a guard that can score to to fit with Randall. He loves a big, a big uh, platform, and that is Man, and he should he should be a bigger star than he is too. He didn't get the love from the media and no because he's in Utah, obviously. Because he's in Utah, exactly. But man, he should just be an absolute superstar, and he just doesn't get the love. Uh, when the Nuggets and the and the Jazz played, and Murray and Donovan Mitchell had the had the forty point games together. And they were just back and forth, back and forth. God, that was just one of the funnest games to watch I've ever seen, bro. But he could go be the fucking uh, the Jimmy Butler of the Knicks. You know what I mean? The guy like who comes there like and leads the team. I don't know, maybe the the Dwayne Wade of the Knicks. And so just that's like what gonna, that's what I think we're on the same page. I think that's what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's gonna and, be the star. He's gonna show out. And they have a they have like him and. First off, him and Julius Randle on the court together is a scary, scary. If they're both at 100, that's a scary thought. And then you surround it by some of the role players that the Knicks already have on the roster, the two guys from Duke and, you know, et cetera. Um, I don't know who they might have to give up. You know what I mean? To get them. But regardless, they that could be really dangerous. They probably – don't give up that much, though, really. If they have draft picks, they get, you know, uh, like three draft picks and a guy. Because Utah is going to want him to go. I mean, he can't stay now. He can't stay. No, but the question yeah. is what guy they have to send, you know. I mean, just, uh, I mean, just literally just a guy, you know. Nobody big time, just now, a guy. Probably a Quigley kind of player. They're going to want somebody with talent or they'll send him somewhere else because it's not like they're going to have a shortage of, su- of potential suitors. But they're going to have a shortage of suitors that can fit the cap of the $41 million. It's true. 
I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't gonna know be crazy. It might be a few guys. It might be a few guys that add up to 41. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. The Lakers could get rid of Russ. Could you imagine Russ and Gobert, like two of the most hated on NBA players on the same team? It literally makes the Salt Lake City um, jazz like the the – I don't know, man. It makes them like the bad guys, big time. I don't think it would. He would ever consider it. If you remember a couple of years ago, he almost fought a guy in the front row at Utah. There's a lot of racism there, and he gets a lot of that bullshit from those fans um, because he's the scary black guy. You know what I mean? Like he's he's oh, yeah. scared of. You know, so I don't know if he would ever be okay with that one. Yeah, to be in. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. Sucks that Utah's racist, yeah. Yeah, Utah is, there, is racist. It's just overall. There's clearly racism throughout the NBA cities. I don't mean to single out Salt Lake City. But we've seen issues all over the country. In, in the Boston, NBA, in Denver. In Denver, in Boston, in fucking everywhere. We have, we've just, we've seen a lot of you know, perform for me and shut up kind of attitude towards basketball players. And that's some bullshit. Um, we've seen a lot of people talk about down to them for with yeah, racism, really all kinds of reasons. It. It's, it's fucked up. But, and I think that kind of is part of, that might be part of the problem with Gobert. I think that a lot of people don't like him because he's French. You think so? Yep. I, I don't know about that. I'm not sure if the French thing comes into play there with, with Gobert because, uh, I think that people don't like um, – I, I, I don't think – I don't guess I don't really see people being racist against French people, you know? I don't see the hatred for French. I don't know. I think that's it, man. I feel like Tony Parker had an uphill battle, right? When I feel like Nick Batum didn't have a lot of friends in the league until he was hitting every three-pointer, and then they had to be nicer to him. Dude, Batum oh, was a man when we played for, we played for Portland. I'm, that, what I'm saying is <laughs> I feel like the – Let's have ask Evan Fournier, like if he ever feels like he gets some shit for being French, because I bet you he says yes. Uh, I, okay, I can see you going there. I, I think different dynamic because um, because Evan Fournier is white, he probably gets less. If probably that's the gets case. less. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild to think about. Actually, the NBA is a very diverse uh, place. I wouldn't have to pick out like one country to be. It's incredible now. Now there's people. I mean, there's probably I don't know twenty, thirty countries represented in the NBA. At least by. It's wild. At least it's it's crazy, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, man. Uh, that's about all we got, bro. Yeah, man. Um, we'll talk again. Maybe we'll talk again next week as the playoffs get rolling. The the playing games. We'll do a little playing game talk. We can do an episode. Yeah, we'll do a playing game episode, and then we'll uh. And then we'll go from there. Maybe my, we can. This is my actual favorite time in basketball. Yeah, mine too. NBA playoffs is my favorite time. The tournament's cool, but this is what I like. Agreed. I can win doing this. The tournament's fucking wild. Agreed. It's just insanity. All right, man. Well, go Magic. Go Nuggets. We need some wins out of you guys for your last two games. And, um, and we'll talk soon. Okay, bud? All right, man. Sounds good.